welcome to Fire Your Boss Fridays, and it is another beautiful Friday. Jamie's here with us. This is my first time officially seeing her beautiful face on camera, and so Lisa, why don't you introduce Jamie uh, to everybody here today? Yes, so uh, Jamie actually bought my business, Utah Bookkeepers, in Yay. September of last year and relieved me of those duties so that I can actually start this new project. Right. And here we are helping other entrepreneurs take the leap. So Jamie, this is going to be pretty fun for you, I think. Um, <laughs> I hope. We're going to explore your feelings, thoughts, and um, really the idea is just to share with other people kind of where you're at with things, challenges that you had. I think it's important for everyone. As you know, I remember some of the questions coming into our uh, the dialogue where there were some concerns and fears, right? These are real. Right. And so absolutely. There's some questionable stuff there. So Lisa, Lisa has a few questions she wants to open up with. And then I'm just going to cue in because I'm very impromptu and um, free spirited. <laughs> and Lisa likes structure. So I'm going to let her, you know, guide us through this uh, <laughs> podcast here today. Hopefully we can get the give the listeners, you know, a little piece of your story and it will help either motivate them or scare them away. <laughs> um, well first off what made you want to you know take the leap so if you could maybe tell us you know what were you doing before this before you bought the business and... little backstory yeah 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 so kind of my adult working career I was all, always working in other companies and working for other people and I started kind of fresh out of college working for a really large public accounting firm and I worked for a software company after that. And then actually for the past 11 years, I was working for a smaller financial services firm. Definitely when I was with the accounting firm and the software firm, there was a lot of time spent working and or a lot of time spent traveling. So it was really very taxing on you. Definitely if you wanted to have a family or think about starting a family, that could have been a challenge. When I was in public accounting, um, it kind of depended if it was your busy season, but it was not unthinkable to work until 10 or 11 o'clock at night and wow. to do that for months straight. So yeah, it was def it definitely could be a challenge. And then when I was traveling a lot at a software company, it wasn't hours like that at all, but the travel could get to be taxing where you're constantly traveling on a Sunday or, you know, every other week you're getting on an airplane. So you know, that was kind of the reasons I switched from those jobs and actually was working at my most recent employer for the last like 11 plus years. So you've just taken it on. What I'm hearing is college right into full on career. Like you didn't mess around. You, you were going. No, so yeah. you're very ambitious, right? So you have great qualities in general. Clearly you're a great spirit and um, you have the wherewithal. Super smart. Super smart, right? <laughs> wherewithal, same thing. So anything was possible for you at that time, right? So what gave you the, what kind of projected you to kind of take that, that route, right? Because somewhere along the way you thought, okay, well, that's, that's, this fits my mold. This is me. I want to take this, yeah. this road. What kind of guided you into that? Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm an accountant, I'm a numbers person. And, you know, when you go to college and I completed my master's in accountancy. It was really kind of promoted to kind of start your career at a large accounting firm and kind of see how that goes. It's very commonplace in the industry. And so that's kind of why I started down that path. And mm -hmm. I just decided maybe 
that path wasn't for me. So I then moved on to the software company and I really did enjoy it, but the travel was starting to wear. And that's kind of when my husband, my current husband and I, we kind of started getting together and the travel was not going to be conducive for right. continuing our relationship. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's when I joined the financial services firm that I was most recently at. And I was there for over 11 years. And honestly, I never would have thought I would have left. They wow. were a great employer. Yeah. They were a great employer. They were growing. Um, they were adding new clients and revenue and staff. And I kind of always told myself if I was ever going to leave, it was just going to be for the right fit. I don't mm -hmm. entirely know what that was, but when it hits me, it's going to hit me. And that's kind of what happened when what, I happened what upon you? your. That's what we want to know. What was this yeah. thing? So. <laughs> the goodies. <laughs> So I actually got an email from a website that I had been signed up for a long time ago that had like businesses for sale. And I think for some reason, I got an email about a business for sale in my local area. And I wasn't necessarily attracted or interested in that business, but for whatever reason, I you know, clicked on the bait. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, whatever. And then I kept scrolling and that's when I found a remote bookkeeping and payroll practice that was for sale. And it intrigued me because that's kind of what I like to do. And that's when I kind of clicked and emailed and then it started our conversations. And that's when it just really felt like if I was ever going to do something different, that was going to be it. And it's really different, right? Like this is like, do you feel like, and I mean, this is my perspective, but what's your take on you know the making that transition so there's obviously there's the fear like well yeah it looks good but you know it's hard to give up something good for something great wouldn't you agree i, I mean it's completely hard and again i had you know friends where i was working yes i had been working a lot the past year so that was really stressful and and, and hard on me but i knew that they weren't like you know a bad company or bad people and i just I felt they had helped me over the years and they had helped me grow. Mm -hmm. So the thought of giving all of that up was really scary. Wow. I remember like, yeah, like when we were first talking and stuff, just like all of your stress and like, should I do it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I just felt like there was never going to be a better fit. You know, I, just because I'm a CPA or an accountant doesn't mean I love taxes. And everybody wants to think like you do taxes and I, I'm not, I don't do taxes. Like I gear towards the financial statement side of things and like keeping books and records in order. So it truly and, and was just such a good fit. Too. Yeah, it was truly just such a good fit. And the other thing that was just so attractive about this business was that you were doing this remotely. You had been doing this remotely for some time. And that was going to give me the autonomy and control over my schedule that I truly wanted. And that was really important to me. So I just felt like it was checking all the boxes. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So now that you're in, what are we in like four or five months? Okay. Now <laughs> this is where we yeah. scare everyone away. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like you accomplished all of that? Like, yeah. Did it provide? I, I mean, be honest and be yeah. candid, please. Yeah. I would be a liar if I said it was easy. I mean, without a doubt. 
And well, part of that, so there was what there was like what 65, 70 clients that you took on basically. All yeah, I, I think so. What made it even a little more challenging was because I just really wanted to help my former employer and help their team. Like I had like six weeks of full-time notice that I gave them. And then for another eight weeks, I was helping part-time. So even the first like two months that I took over this transition and we were working together, I was actually doing two jobs at once. So it was super, super stressful. Wow. And, and then once I was like wholeheartedly focusing on this, <laughs> I had, you know, all the clients that you and some of your team members had been doing like, I all of a sudden was doing all of the bookkeeping, you know, yeah. for them all at once and then trying to do other tasks and assist the bookkeepers that came along. So it was just a lot all at once. Not bad. It, it was just a, definitely a learning curve. Well, I honestly like I would actually tell Chad, I'm like, I don't know how she's going to do this, like taking on that many clients, you know, with me. I basically started as like a side hustle, right? Mm -hmm. Like kind yeah. of clients one at a time until, you know, like. Yeah, I can't even imagine like taking on 65, 70 clients in the short amount of time you did. <laughs> I think being organized was definitely like the key. I just felt like I put in so much time and effort into getting things ready up front and staying organized. Like that was critical. And then like another huge piece, as you know, is you've been a good mentor and you've always said like, I'm here to help if you do have a question or you need like help. So knowing that, if something was really stressing me out or concerning me that I could go to you and you never said like, I'm like cutting you off. Like that's been important. So I hope that my communication with you slowly starts to ease off after I get acclimated with things, but definitely having someone to go to is just huge. Right. It knocks out those roadblocks, right? You come to a roadblock yeah. and you think, and it just really gets the spirit down. And to have someone to reach out to and like kind of get you over that wall and then you're off and running again, you know, yeah. I think that comes with everyone. So let's, let's take a minute right here. Cause this challenge is with all entrepreneurs. This isn't unique to bookkeeping. This is even business in general, getting over these hurdles, like your community is so important. So if you're taking any sort of mentorship or any sort of course or anything, the community is, is a big, big play. So it's, it's important that that element is there uh, for communication. And, I, and I'm not sure like how people can find that that's a real thing because even you are worried like, well, she says she's going to be there, but is she going to be there? Right? Like, and that happens a lot out in the course world and like the mentorship world, right? Like I get it all the time. I hear people like, well, you say they're going to be there for me, but you know, I, I, it's just not working out the way that I expected it. Um, right. Out in the wide ocean treading water on their own. Right. So what do you think as an individual? Because this isn't for everyone. Would you agree? Yeah. Like what I'm doing? Well, or anything, being a really like taking on a challenge like this or entrepreneurship. It's not for yeah. everyone. What would you say to someone? Like, be careful, right? Don't don't give up everything because you think there's this pipe dream of, you know, like everything isn't absolutely perfect. Of course, you do get bonuses. I know I have them myself. But what words of caution would you throw out there or things to think about, you know, honestly, like right. your mate, your kids or whatever construct you have, what would you throw out there to someone to just say, hey, consider this, be sure to consider these factors? Yeah, I would just say it really has, if you're going to make a big leap of something, you know, whatever it is, mm -hmm. it has to be a good fit. 
again, for me being a CPA and financial statements and books and records um, and, and working on, with smaller businesses and stuff, I really, really enjoyed that. And so mm -hmm. it was just right up my alley. If it would have been, I don't know, buying a floral shop, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to into the lawn care business, buying a floral shop, it wouldn't have been a good fit. That would have been a horrible right. move. So you got to make sure whatever whatever you're doing is right. Yeah, let's say, for instance, there was more potential in that space. Like, oh, I, a business like this usually makes three times the money. It doesn't matter because you're not going to be able to pull it off, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it really does have to be a right, the right fit. And I think that's great. You know, there's so that many other things to think about, too. Um, you know, I think you need to be prepared, you need to be organized, and you have to be willing to really work hard, at least at first, because mm -hmm. I worked really, really hard Are the last couple months. Yet? Give us an indication of where you're yeah. at. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, and I, Lisa, I told you this, I'm like, Whew, this is a lot of clients. Okay, we can do it. But then it started approaching like year end and clients started coming out saying, hey, could you help me get my books in order for last year? And that's great. We can't help everyone all at once and, you know, maintain our, our current responsibilities with the current clients. So there was just so much activity and so much work. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to need help. And so I think one of the best things that we did was Lisa gave me a great referral for another bookkeeper and they came on board last year and they're amazing and awesome. So that was really refreshing. And then one of the bookkeepers that also transitioned over with us as well, he wants to take on additional clients and take on additional work. So I'm trying to like slowly pass my workload off to yeah. others. And a goal for this year would be to continue to add another bookkeeper or two, if possible. You're already scaling your operation. This is I, great. I'm trying to make sure that I don't have so much of the workload on me so that I'm so stressed and that I can truly worry about, you know, new client onboarding and helping our team and mm -hmm. supervising and things like that. And I mean, Lisa, you wholeheartedly agreed with that approach. It was just kind of, you know, one step at a time was kind of mm -hmm. where I got yeah. to. I could only tackle one thing at a time. <laughs> you keep mentioning being organized. What does that mean for you? Like in, in reflection, like, because some people aren't organized and I know I'm not probably the most yeah. organized person. I mean, for you, yeah. like we're moving into a company, what does being organized mean for you? Yeah. So I may be organized too much. I mean, that's possible too. So like, you know, I have my, okay. I have my phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I have my phone and I have my calendar and my phone and I'll put reminders and recurring reminders in there. And then some of those will pop up in Outlook. And then I also have like a physical planner. I mean, I could show you. It's sitting yeah. here in front of me. <laughs> and it's funny. Because like, I have a, a lot. calendar is a big deal. Oh my. I have you a say big calendar, calendar. Is a tool to any success. I think so because I sit down and like every weekend I'll look and say, okay, next week, Monday through Sunday, what are my responsibilities? What absolutely has to get done? Is there a payroll client this day that has to get done? Or do I have a meeting? Or what about my family responsibilities? Do my kids have basketball or do my kids mm -hmm. have whatever at a certain time? Or do they get out of school early? So just knowing what has to come up is really important for me because then I can plan 
my other duties and responsibilities or my other like wants around that. I, I love that. This is something I had a dream about and I like, I'm trying to bring it to fruition. So I'm so happy you brought it up. Building and establishing your calendar is all part of a manifest as well, right? You're like, you're setting the stage for success. You're not, mm -hmm. it's really, listen, quit, you know, fooling yourself. Put, when you put a goal together, your calendar is essentially your roadmap to mm -hmm. your goal. Your guidance. It's your guidance and it keeps you on track and it's very easy to use if you just look, get in the habit of it. And I think that's the hurdle. And so that's something we want yeah. to bring to some of our listeners as well. So I'm so happy you brought that up. I've found huge success in it and I'm not organized at all. And so when <laughs> I did that, now I just look at my old self and go, how did I even get by? I mean, I've, and I've accomplished at least at least double the results that I did in previous years because it's just systematically happening, including like you said about your kids, football games, basketball, like just our time together. Hey, Friday date night, right? It's mm -hmm. in my calendar. I know that's coming. So now I'm okay to work really late Thursday night because I know tomorrow is like date night. So I'm going to put in the time tonight. It's already planned. I'm going to enjoy myself tomorrow. This is good. I have a I get to celebrate, yeah. right? All the hard work. And so those things are real important as well. So speaking of that, yep. what does a typical day look like for you now? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I knew you were well, going to ask well, me something like this. Maybe what it might have looked like in the past because you yeah. mentioned long hours. Yeah. So it's just really sporadic right now. And part of that is because it's January. And Lisa, you know, this is like one of the busiest months that you ever have. Right. So we're not only trying to do regular monthly bookkeeping, but trying to like review full year financials for our clients and send those out as well. In addition to other things, send 99s and, you know, whatever. So it's a little busier. Yeah, it's a little busier than normal. But like today, for example, I got up around six, did half hour work before my kids got up and we made breakfast and I took them to school. And then I decided I was going to get my workout in. And so I went to the gym, got back home and kind of started at it again, working at about 9.30 or 10. And I'll probably work till four or five until I go get my kids and that'll probably be it for the day. But depending on my workload, um, you know, I might work till four or five, wait for my kids to go to bed, put in a couple more hours. Um, depending on what your schedule looks like, like what's going on tomorrow or the next day, right? Like, well, yeah. put in a couple hours now because tomorrow I need the whole day off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, just as another example, like one day last week, my daughter had an orthodontist appointment at 8 a.m. And then she had basketball practice at 345. So it's just like those are set responsibilities that I have to do. And so I just kind of fit my work in in between there. And that's just kind of how I'm doing it right now. And again, I do have a little more day-to-day -day work on my plate than hopefully I will have at the end of the year. Again, I'm hoping to still add additional team members so that they can kind of take over some additional work and I don't feel so stressed or worried to get those tasks done. So in the past, um, I think you told me like, weren't you, you weren't able to like say, pick your kids up from school or do things like that, that as much, right? Or the gym. Yeah. Is that something that kind of got pushed to the wayside? Or I remember well? like, you know, your you said your son, you got to watch him like, you know, take down his first deer, right? And yeah. So <laughs> I always felt very, very guilty 
if I needed to come in work late because my daughter had an orthodontist appointment or if I needed to skip their stuff because we had a work meeting. I just felt like I couldn't say no when I was working for someone down. else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and they weren't, I know they were not trying to portray that at all. Like they were like, you know, it's your family, it's your responsibility. You got to do it. But I still felt so guilty. Like mm -hmm. I just did. Like I, I wanted to, a, I wanted to be there. Takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So I'm, I, I love that the idea of what I've heard from you, like your background, what you're capable of, you know, the space that you've worked in, the other companies that you've worked and supported, including the the clientele on those companies as well. I think anyone would be absolutely honored to be working with someone like you at Utah Bookkeepers. Because well, she uh, also started Missouri Bookkeepers. You yes, did? Thank oh you. my gosh. That's yeah. great. Sort of like sister companies. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. And I think to, for someone to get that level of, of, of expertise i think is amazing because it doesn't exist everywhere and um we're ultimately you know on a mission to find more gems you know out there and help people you know chase these same kind of goals and dreams and for lisa it's obviously her specialty bookkeeping accounting and that kind of thing but for me um you know it's like real estate and you know the small um single service construction companies which uh, you know these people are out there just trying to put things together and maybe they want to make this leap. So, but for you, bookkeeping is, um, it's a great opportunity for you. You don't have to do the accounting, which again, or taxes specifically. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I can see how you felt like it was a good fit. I think that's awesome. Yeah. What does it take just, for someone to be, maybe come on board with you guys, like, or to get part of that process or the waiting list? What, how does someone? Yeah. I mean, we've gotten some interest in new clients from the website. Just, you know, a simple, you know, fill out, you know, my name and my email address. And then, you know, they've sent us additional information. Um, we've had phone calls. We've had some referrals from tax companies or tax firms. And we get a lot of internal, I guess, referrals from existing clients as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Cool. Well, I've had a ton of fun getting to know you. This is great. Thanks. This is my moment to hang out with you. So I'm stoked that you made it out <laughs> for our um, Fire Your Boss Fridays. <laughs> I've had fun. Thank you so much for your Thank patience you. today and coming yeah. on board. If you'll come again, I'd like to kind of see how things are playing out in six months, if you're okay with that or eight yeah. months, whatever, you know, however that plays out. That would out. be great. Remember, we're on your schedule. You get to pick your time. So <laughs> Sounds good. Thank right. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.